Welcome to another powerful word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church in the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight I have a word for you, and if you know me, you know that I like fresh bread. The problem with me not giving you something that God just gave me is I'll give it to somebody else and we won't get to hear what God just said because we like fresh bread, right? And so while I was in, uh, I was, uh, let's see, I was having real french fries in France, okay, just a few hours ago. And, uh, and so uh, the Lord gave me a scripture to go with something he said to me just yesterday in Nairobi. And when he said it to me, one of the things I like to do is when God, when, when, when God says something to me, when, when he inspires me, how does God talk to me? How does God talk to anybody? It's an inspiration. It bypasses the normal channels, and all of a sudden it is this bright thought that really is true and means something, and it's like I discover a bright thought. It's, you know, many people imagine... They imagine they think things that are wonderful and true. No, it, it's an inspiration from God, okay? You might say, you know, man, I, boy, I just thought about that. I'm smart. No, you're probably not. Uh, it's, it's something that just, you know, it, it kind of, you know, comes to me as this bright, inspired thought. Now, the Bible says that the devil also has the ability to masquerade as an angel of light. And so how do we know whether that bright thought thought, whether that inspired idea, whether that revelation, whether that new thing that just amazed us and makes us feel like, whoa, something we just understood or something we just saw, how do we know if it is true or, you know, is it truth or is it deception? Because they can both look alike. Well, we give it back to the one that gave it to us, God, I, you know, I really believe that you just said something to me. And then what I do is I ask him to confirm it with his word, with scripture. And in the process, generally, whether it is, you know, a few minutes or a few seconds that he just begins to flood me with scriptures, you know, you know, uh, and if, if scriptures come to the contrary, then I, I know where that one was from. It was a good idea. It ought to be written on the wall and hung somewhere, but it's not the truth, okay? You know what I mean? Y'all remember the, the song that everybody sang? We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones who make a brighter day. So let's start giving. Just like Jesus, who turned the stone into bread. No, he didn't. He refused to do that. That is a lie of the devil. Hello? Now, it may sound pretty, but you know rat poison is 99% good for you, good for the rat, so that he'll eat it, and it's only 1% poison. That 1% will do you in. We are not better just because we love one another. We are better because Jesus Christ is the Lord of our life. And it's he, that, it, it, it's Jesus that makes us. It's not, it's not us that makes us the world, the light of the world. It's not us loving one another that makes us the light of the world. God is love, but love is not God. Don't get things mixed up. And so whenever I get these bright thoughts, and I get a lot of them, 
Not all of them end up being real shiny, by the way. But, but, uh, but when I do, I ask God to give me a confirming word. Sometimes it floods my soul. Sometimes it comes to me, you know, uh, later in a discourse of life that he'll confirm things. And when God begins to confirm them, one of the things I want to do in order to hold on to it is I want to tell somebody else about it. You know, uh, we like to tell other people about our bright ideas, don't we? Yeah, we do, about our inspiration, about something, you know, that light that went on in our, you know. Yeah, not every light that goes on like that, by the way, is from God. Y'all remember, Eve had an experience. A light went on in her. She looked at it. It was a, it was a tree to be desired, fruit to be desired, you know, it, 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 to make one wise. You know, it, 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 looked, it looked good. It felt good. It smelled good. It, it probably tastes good. Yeah. Not every bright idea that looks like it's great. And all she had to do was put it up against the Word of God. If she had just stuck it up against the Word of God, it would have canceled that one out and said, nah, <laughs> you know, next. <laughs> Go to the next, you know. So I had this inspiration. I said all that to say this. God spoke to me. And that's how he spoke to me. He spoke to me by this bright inspiration from my spirit that interrupted me and spoke a truth to me because I was asking him about something that I saw and something that I was considering and I wanted to know what he wanted me to do about it. And this is what the Lord said to me. I don't have my phone, but I actually wrote it down. Okay, He said this, do not treat this like it is the end of the story. This is not the end of the story. This is the middle of the story. And then revelation began to flood through my mind as the tributaries of, of knowledge began to reach out into other arenas of life. Like... Maybe, maybe you're going through some problem or some concern. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's financially. Maybe there's been a disappointment. Perhaps there's something else in your life that right now, you know, the enemy of your future, the enemy of your hope, the enemy of God's hope and desire for your life is trying to get you to buy into a lie that this is the end of the story. Don't treat your problems and your concerns like you're at the end of the story. But God said, treat them like you're in the middle of the story. Don't give up. Don't give up. This is not the end of the story. Now, the story may not always turn out like I want it to, okay? But I do need to give it a chance to stay in God's hands instead of me closing the door on things or on people or on projects or relationships you know how many times if you had have closed the door and said that's the end of the story would you be where you are today how many times have you had a chance to just say that's the end of it how many times have you had a chance especially in a bad day or a disappointment or a tragedy or, or just con continual problems. How many times have you had the chance or, or even just felt the desire, the tiredness, the weariness, just to say, that's the end of it.
or to look at someone else who disappoints God or disappoints you and just relegate them to that's all they'll ever be. That's who they are. That's the end of the story. Sometimes when we judge other people, we're judging them because we imagine that's all they will ever be. So we just decide that's the end of the story. But don't treat it, God said. Don't treat this like it is the end of the story. You know, but it's the middle of the story. And so let me tell you that every one of you, you are in the middle of your story. It doesn't have to be based upon your last worst day, your last worst decision, okay? or what someone else decided. That does not have to be the end of it. You just can put it right back in God's hands. It doesn't have to be, you know, that last diagnosis that you received. You know, you all know that I've been through a few things. One time the doctors even told me to call my daughter who's sitting right there. Told me to, you know, if there's anything you need to do, you need to do it right now because you're going to die. We cannot keep your heart beating. I said, well, yeah, there's, if, if I'm going to die right now, there's something I want to do. You know, Pastor Ken was there. Brenda was there. You know, I said, give me a phone. I, I called my daughter and told her goodbye. Doctor tells me I'm going to die. I just want you to know that if I do, that I have taught you the truth. Okay? Don't, don't change your theology to accommodate a tragedy. God is a good God. He's a loving God. He's a healing God. He's a merciful God. And you believe that. And if I don't see you anymore here on, on, on earth, I'll see you in heaven because I've taught you the truth. Now pray for me. She prayed for me. I called my son told him the thing, same thing. And then in a moment, I got this, in, this bright inspiration from God. He spoke to me and he said, you're going to be okay. So I, I said, doctor, give him my clothes. I'm going home. They said, you don't understand. I said, no, you don't understand. I heard from God. I said, Brenda, would you, would you, would you call the kids and tell them I'm going to be okay? I heard from God. She said, okay. And that's been, what, 20-something years ago, Ken? More than that, yeah. Well, that wasn't the end of the story. If I had treated it like the end of the story, it might have been the end of the story. You know, and I don't control the story. I'm just not going to say it's over until God says it's over. That's all. Okay? So that's what he said to me. Now, when I ask, and, and this is what I'm giving you, just one simple thing I'm giving you tonight. Okay? Listen to me. Don't treat the situation you're in or the situation you will, you know, encounter in the future. Don't treat it and don't treat people like it's the end of the story. Just go ahead and decide that you're going to treat them like it's the middle of the story. You know? And, you know, give us a chance. Give God a chance. Give them a chance. Give, give, you know, uh, work together to help write another chapter that has a better, that, that moves it closer to God, closer to joy, closer to hope. Just let's, let's just keep giving all the chances we can. If it ever is over, let it be over because God says it's over, not because you judged it to be over. Okay? Is that fair? Now, let me take you to the scripture that God gave me in order to nail this down. It comes about in the life of a man named David, the king of Israel. There was a time in David's life whenever things were going pretty good for him. 
and he had sons, and his sons were, you know, judging, uh, you know, Israel, and, and, and they were doing well. They were, they, they, they were kind of like, you know, justices around Israel, and things were going good. But there was some trouble in his family. And it ended up that the trouble in his family caused one of his sons named Absalom to kill another one of his sons. It's a tragic story. It's so tragic. And... Uh, because of that, David banished his son Absalom. Absalom actually ran away, but David was okay with him being away. And he was away for a couple of years, you know, and, 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 and finally, uh, you know, through the process of God working through David's life and the people around him, David invited him to come back to Israel, but he said, you cannot see me. And so for two years, his son Absalom was back in Jerusalem, but David would not allow him to see him. Well, without regard and without respect as to how the situation got so terrible, David and Absalom were in a very difficult situation. And Without regard as to how it might end, yet this was not the end. And it's not necessarily the story that tells the truth. It's God's Word that tells the truth. Not every story in the Bible ends on a good note. But every story in the Bible will have a quality of redemption. Because every story in the Bible has to support the one story that God is telling. And every verse, in order to be interpreted correctly, has to be interpreted in light of the story of redemption because that's the only story God is telling. This whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation, tells one story, the story of redemption. We only know one thing about God. We don't know much about Him. You don't know anything about Him. I don't know anything about Him. We, I mean, we don't, we don't know almost anything about Him except what He chose to reveal. And He chose to reveal one subject. It's the subject of redemption. And everything we know about God centers around that one subject. Can you imagine taking, you know, a full set of encyclopedias and opening up to just one subject? Well, God's bigger than all the encyclopedias, but... but we only know one subject about him, what he's doing to redeem mankind. You know? So that's why every verse carries with it, or every correct interpretation of a passage or a story carries with it a truth of what God is attempting to do. Now, let's remind ourselves that unfortunately the will of God is not always done. Unfortunately, not every story ends where God wants it to end. But it does not mean that he is not purposefully working in every story to bring it to his hopeful end. The Bible says that God is not willing that any man should perish. We know some will. That's a sad thing. It, it saddens God's heart. It saddens ours because the will of God is not always done. Uh, let, me, let me just put it this way. Do you know how I know the will of God is not always done? Because I know you. Hello? Do you always do the will of God? Have you always done the will of God? 
No. Okay. Well, the will of God is not always done. Okay? But God is always working and giving chances. Remember, it's not the end of the story. This, today, this is not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story for the United States. Let's don't decide that this is the end of the story. We're in the middle of the story. Come on, guys, let's write another chapter. Let's do what we can. If we treat it like the end of the story, we'll give up and quit. Diagnosis, it's not the end of the story. It's the middle of the story. Y'all get the idea, right? Okay. So here David is with this trouble in his house. And this one verse sums up God's will. It's 2 Samuel 14, 14. We'll read it from the New Living Translation today. And it reads uh, just as well from, uh, from the New King James, the King James. But would you bring up the New Living Translation? Look and read this with me. All of us must die eventually. Oh, my goodness. Now, this is, this is in, in connection with this horrible problem that, that, that David has had with his son and his son has had with him. All of us will die eventually. Our lives are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Wow. But God does not just sweep life away. Instead, he devises ways to bring us back when we have been separated from him. So that was the word that God gave me. And I, and I could not have quoted the scripture. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know what it said. Anything. I was asking God, sir, you know, I've just had this bright idea. Would you, would you tell me if this is true or not? And guess what? In Paris, when I did my daily Bible reading, this was in my daily Bible reading to confirm that all of us might, you know, everything has an eventual end. Our, our, our lives are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot, I mean, uh, you know, there, there's some things, I mean, Humpty Dumpty, you know, fella, all the king's horse, I couldn't put him, but that did not have to be the end because God is a miraculous God. God doesn't just sweep life away. You know, when I make mistakes, when something uh, I do disappoint is, disappoints God or, or you know, uh, something, you know, that, that, I, that I planned didn't happen, you know, God doesn't just sweep me away. He doesn't just throw me away. But, you know, instead, just like he did the earth in Genesis 1, 1 through 3, you know, he, 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 in the beginning God made the heavens and the earth, and then the earth was without form and void, and it was chaotic, and darkness covered the face of the deep. He didn't just drop kick it into the universe. He devised a way to bring it back. That's what he did to, to mankind. And do you know why we have the Bible? It's so we can understand God's desire to redeem us. The reason we have the Bible is so that we can understand God. Jesus is called the Word. And he said in, in John, the reason I came is to show you the Father so you can understand the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we have the Bible, we have the Word, so we can understand God. And the reason God wants us to understand Him is so that we can be more like Him. That's His goal. He wants us to understand Him 
better so we can be more like him. Now, if we understand God, God does not count our last worst mistake as the end. Even though you may not can get, gather all the water back up. And eventually, you know, hey, look, you're dust. But the reality is that God doesn't just sweep us away when we make a mistake. But he devises ways to bring us back when we have been separated from him. This is what God hoped from David. This is what God hopes from us, is that we would understand him and work to be more like him. So this is the conclusion of what God said to me. Be more like me. Don't judge people that you think are wrong or evil or wicked. They may be, you know, and you may not can determine how it's going to end. But don't count it like the end of the story. It's the middle of the story. Work like I work, trying to imagine and trying to create ways to restore, to redeem, and to stay involved in the story. And to write another chapter. You know, do what you can do. God does what he can do. Some people still say no. Some stories don't end well. But it's not going to be because God didn't try. And try. And try again. Let me encourage you. Try. You know, it may not be up to you. But it is up to you how you treat the story. Keep the door open. You can't fix someone else's problem. They may close the door on you. But if they do, don't lock it. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.